Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. All right, we're back. We're back. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? I don't know. I asked you first. Who's next? Catch twenty two. Catch twenty two. That's all right. Nineteen seventies. Catch twenty two. Good afternoon, men. This is Major Danby, your flight operations officer, welcoming you to today's mission. Now you've all been briefed on this morning's run, so I won't go over the details again. There's no sense naming names, since the enemy is probably listening, and there's no reason I can think of to tell him exactly where we're going to strike. That's the stupidest goddamn thing I ever heard him say. That's right. Based on Joseph Heller's book. That uh, I've read a yeah, million do, times. One of my, probably like, maybe one of my favorite books. Maybe one of my favorite yeah, books, too, ever. Uh, J.D. Salinger's right up there, too. But uh, um, the the thing about Catch-22 is I can distinctly remember finishing it and starting it over again like, uh, yeah. right away. I read it in high school, and then I actually read it last year also. Like, I, I, I gave lot, away you know? every copy I ever had to people. I said, you got to read this. I bought it I, several copies as well. And I realized last night when I was watching the movie that I didn't have yeah, a copy Yeah, I've anymore. given away copies also. I gave Alex up a copy, and Alex liked it. You know, he's got, he, he, he liked it. There's a great story online about how uh, how that book got written that I won't get into because I don't remember distinctly, <laughs> other than it was, a, it was really a labor of love, and he had a lot of editorial input too. Um, Joseph Heller did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, a magazine editor friend of his or something. It might have been Esquire or something like that. But right. anyway, um, yeah, this is a tour de force for Alan Arkin. This movie made me an Alan Arkin fan for life. Yeah. I just, he's great. Uh, yeah, he is he's great. He's so perfect yes, in this role. And it's one of these things where this whole movie, we talk about how much we love the book, and the cast of this movie down the line... Um, it's amazing it's the best i've ever seen in terms of your the way you sort of want the characters to be when you read the book the actors are ideal like anthony perkins as the chaplain or john voight as milo orson wells as general dreidel and like, richard benjamin as, as, as major danby yeah Danby. it's like it, it, martin sheen as dobbs like it's just so 
perfect. Bob, I, uh, Bob Balaban has an excellent as turn. As Orr, yeah. Yeah, as Orr. Sure. He's incredibly great. He is great. Uh, he's in, like, one scene that's a flashback where he's talking to Alan Arkin and make, trying to get him to go with him. Peter Bonaire says it was one of those kind of jock In there in kind the very back, he's, yeah. He's mm-hmm. In the back, uh, he... Jack Guilford? Jack Guilford is oh, the Oh, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's somebody, somebody who, uh, he also was a commercial actor. Candy-coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. That's what you get in Cracker Jack. He's in Save the Tiger with Jack Lemmon. Yeah, yeah. He actually does a great job in that. Yeah, he's, and Lemmon really, won yeah, Academy Lemon, Award for Lemon that. Did. And then, of course, uh, Paul Apprentice as the nurse, uh, nurse, what's her name? Nurse Dreed, nurse, not Dreedle, nurse, uh, uh, Duckett, nurse Duckett. <laughs> funny name. And that's like, uh. Yossarian's just madly in yeah. love with and she won't go anywhere She's married to Richard Benjamin in real life. In real life, and yeah. And last movie we had Catherine Ross, this movie we have Paul Apprentice, Steph Her Wives. You know? Hello. I, lo- I watched that recently. What a great movie. What yeah, a great yeah, movie. Yeah. I know. That's a great story, uh, too. That's almost a horror movie in a strange kind yeah, of way. Yeah, it's, it's a horror movie. Uh, um, I, I, I would love say him. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, directed by a guy named Brian Forbes, who never did anything else I know mm. about. But well, um, there you still, go. it's a great movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. So the cast and and it's all people you know and love, and yet it it doesn't feel like they're just he's just like hiring. It, it's it's cast really really well. It's cast, it just happens it's cast to be perfect to the book, basically. Exactly. It's exactly yeah. how you want. It just to happens to be a bunch of people you like anyway. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah coincidence. Um, and Buck Henry wrote the screenplay again, who just yeah, coming off the graduate. Yeah. That's probably why they collaborate. You know why Nichols made this movie, right? Yeah. yeah. And Buck took he takes he takes the absolute essential elements of a really complicated book that, as I recall, is chapter by chapter introduces a new character. Most of yeah, at book, least through most of it. At the and end, it, does it just a lot becomes, of flashing back. At the end, it just becomes surreal craziness. But yeah, yeah most yeah. of it is about uh, one chapter is a character. Yeah, and yeah. and and how they cross pollinate. And, mm-hmm. and and what I love about this movie too is the um, the location. It's like in Slaughterhouse Five. The Dresden location is just phenomenal, yeah. and the, the the location for this is just incredible. Mexico. You can see why everybody's crazy, and it's yeah. supposed to be in the Mediterranean. Yeah, it's supposed to be in, in, near Italy, right? In, right, in Cyprus Italy. or whatever. Yeah. Cool story about that. this too. Um, we had si- Paul Simon writing the last movie. We got Art Garfunkel in this movie. Do you know the song "Only Living Boy"? Of course you do. "Only Living Boy in New York." Mm-hmm. It's Paul mm-hmm. Simon, yeah. and he's he. Paul Simon talks about how bored and lonely he is in New York because uh, Art Garfunkel. Fly down Mexico. When he's making this movie, that's what it's about. Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Interesting. Tom and Jerry. Tom, that's right. Yeah. That Tom <laughs> get your plane on time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's yeah. Great song. Um. And Art Garfunkel, uh, he played Nately. He played Nately. He's wonderful. Very central role. Yeah. Yeah, and he's wonderful in it too. Um, He's in Carnal Knowledge, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, Right after this, credited as Arthur instead of Art, like in his in his acting. I noticed that. Yeah. In in both movies, he gets his full name. I noticed that. Yeah. uh, I saw him live a few years ago in Fort Pierce at a little really? theater, and he was a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. I saw Paul Simon live a few years ago in the... Yeah, Art's got a kind of a stick up his ass, but that's really? okay. That, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, he, He's, uh, you know, he's a legend, but I think his time had passed, so he's doing... 
something that he acted like it was kind of beneath him. And huh. if you didn't show, if you didn't show up after intermission exactly at twelve, you couldn't get in. Right. Oh, and wow. even in between songs, well, he laser eyes. It's funny to, to think like that's what he's doing a few years ago. When I saw Paul Simon a few years ago, it was in the Panthers Arena, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that explains it's it. a different yeah. level of, uh, that of, of success. It. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can be a little bit, a little bitter. Yeah, there. sure. Uh, I mean, that explains it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so let's uh. The plot of the movie, you know, it's, it's about Yos- Captain Yossarian in World yeah, War II. Yeah, he's a bombardier. He's a bombardier. And what are they, B-52s? B-52 bombers. Incredible. Um, yeah, which are, there's a footage. lot of them that are just used in the movie, right? Yeah, There's tons of them, How, yeah. You know, let's, uh, uh, let's the, the, uh, an aviation company got credit for it, but basically, uh, the, the, right, at, right in the beginning of the movie, it shows incredible and well shot. Them, yeah. Yeah, well shot of them all taking off mm-hmm. in, sing- in really sequence. Cool. And, uh, you know, and um, Martin Ball one of our favorites yeah it's colonel cathcart and he he's the one the who says missions. yeah and he, yeah and driving everybody especially Assyrian, completely crazy mm-hmm. and he's the one who said general treadle wants to see a nice tight bombing pattern on those aerial photographs yeah yeah, yeah so it looks good in the photographs <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's all about Just, uh, yeah. and this movie this movie i was thinking about this this morning this movie is a it's not about the, there's so many distinct scenes that are not about the sanctity of life it's about the sanctity of rules and mm-hmm. it's wartime so oh there's going to be collateral damage this is right. like a given yeah. that people are going to die but yet there's some deaths that are that are needless and horrifying and it's just the it's, military just glosses it's over. It's also like a terrible indictment of like the military industrial complex and Absolutely. how it rules the world. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's not just the fact that there's a war, it's the fact that people are like have an interest in sustaining the war or ostensibly on our own side, you know. Hello. Mm-hmm. And 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 then you've got the Milo Mindebarner character by John Voigt, who's the, the corporate in, version in, of intrinsic yeah. version of it. It's like, yeah. you know, we could be making money doing right. this. Uh-huh. And he's the he's the cafeteria, he's like the, the you know, the uh, what do you call that? Uh, mess uh, officer. Yeah, mess officer. But he does procurement, so he's always buying he gets, and selling he gets shit. The, he gets more or less the man, Colonel Cathcart, to agree to it because he wants what does he want? His tomatoes or something? Yeah, yeah. and he great. Yeah, he wants red fruit or um, something like that. Yeah. What is it, Lieutenant Minderbinder? An egg, sir. I know that, Lieutenant. A fresh egg, sir. Where did you get the egg? In Malta, sir. Where there are enough chickens to lay fresh eggs for every officer in the squadron at five cents a piece from the best one. of the countries that we're dealing with. What countries are you dealing with? The African nations, African. sir. Well, the countries in the greater um, Mediterranean area, sir. Oh, so, what we have to have is an additional assignment of personnel, a little time, and a
combat duty, sir. That is just until I get this thing into operation. But Milo, look. I know, sir, that I'm just an acting mess officer, Colonel. But it's a job that requires my full attention, I believe. It's for everyone's benefit. Well, all right. Take whatever you need, Milo. Thank you, sir. You and he agrees to it while a B-52 crashes yeah, right, right next, next to, to them. Isn't and it they a... just totally ignored it. Uh -huh. uh, one of my best friends in the whole world who I just saw up in St. Pete, Larry, said when he was in Clovis, New Mexico, he was in the Air Force because his parents basically said, look, you can go to jail or you can go in the Air Force. He that said, I, like think, I think I'll take the Air Force. And he said, you know, when a plane crashed, they, they would they would freak out over how much fuel they lost. Right. Yeah. It's just horrifying. And this movie is a grand indictment. It's just insane. And that's the whole the whole thing about rules. The catch twenty two rule comes up about three times mm -hmm. in the in these even in different contexts. In different contexts, right? yeah. First yeah. it talks about how he he wants to be grounded because he's insane. And Dr. Nika, Jack Gilfrey's character, says if you I mean, if you were insane, I'd have to ground you, but since you asked, you must be sane. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I got this straight. In order to be grounded, I've got to be crazy. And I must be crazy to keep flying. But if I ask to be grounded, that means I'm not crazy anymore and I have to keep flying. You've got it. That's catch 22. Woo! That's some catch on catch 22. It's the best there is. Yeah, yeah, and it's and, and so he's stuck. Yeah, yeah and the Syrians, ah, he's always grabbing his head, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, Alan Arkin is so is so perfect and wound up, and uh, it, it keeps flashing back to a, a a crash. I guess they're flying home in a in a wrecked plane, and this young gunner named Snowden, Snowden. on his first day, basically. Yeah, yeah and he, it just keeps flashing back to that, and he's really he's really hurt. Help him! What? Help him! Help him! Help who? Help the bombardier. I'm the bombardier. I'm all right. Then help him. Help him. Because they keep going back to him, it's a metaphor for just like, oh, for, for needless death. And the fact that it stays with somebody, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, I mean, Yossarian, uh, at one point, he says, I don't feel like wearing my uniform. So he's basically getting a medal naked and, and during Snowden's funeral, he's sitting in a tree naked. Right, yeah. And uh, he won't wear his uniform. But the, 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 they're always making excuses. The excuse was, oh, he got blood all over his uniform. And the other uniform's in the laundry. So he didn't have a uniform to wear. Right. Somebody's kind of covering for him. And but the fact of the matter is, he said, I just didn't want to wear it. That sounds like a lot of crap to me. It is a lot of crap, sir. Sir, you have my word for it. This man will be punished severely. What the hell do I care? If he wants to receive a medal without any clothes on, what the hell business is it of yours? That's my sentiments exactly, sir. Here's your medal, Captain. You're a very weird person, Eusarian. Thank you, sir. General Dreadle, played by Orson Welles, brilliantly doesn't fucking care. He's so <laughs> he's a, it's a very funny character because he's like this gung ho kind of like rah rah war guy, but he's also got like a I'm just so over these he's people. He's just a nihilist. Yeah. yeah, he's an absolute nihilist. Right, yeah, it's like exactly. everybody under me is an idiot. Austin yeah. Pendleton plays his son-in-law, who yeah. is an idiot. Colonel Moodis <laughs> is another good one. Yeah. He asked him, Pendleton keeps calling him dad. Yeah. It's a brilliant little, uh, little, what a great, I mean, can you imagine getting a gig playing Orson Welles' son-in-law? That's just gotta be the 
chance of a lifetime. It's great. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. It's uh, and that's another guy that I that I really love. It's great and Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, great in starting over. Yeah, great in starting over. Really great. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what else I, I like him a lot in is my cousin Vinny as the oh, the lawyer yeah. stuttering, which I think Austin Pendleton has a stutter in real life. Oh, interesting. Which is why you know they took they sort of advantage of that. Well, um, Phil Proctor from the Fireside Theater went to college with Austin Pendleton and their old buds, uh, which is cool. kind of cool. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So so. The fact that this story, there's the book has so many layers to it. the The screenplay, I think, is just fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, it's it a great really is fucking way of genius. Like making it more efficient. It go, uh, yeah, yeah, it goes where it needs to yeah. go and in the right amount of time, so and it says the right amount of stuff. There's so sure. many characters in the movie that are conflated in here. Like, there's two generals in the book, Peckham and Dreadle, but they're both kind of conflated into Dreadle here. Mm. And then there's Major DeCoverly, the old guy with the eye patch. Oh, yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. There's Colonel Corn, the, like, hardcore anti-communist. Not Colonel Corn, uh, Captain Black, the, like, anti-communist yeah, yeah, who makes yeah, everybody yeah. sign loyalty is. And so there's a lot of other characters that just don't get touched on, but you, there's no way to make them. In there's no way to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean you have to do an Eric von Stroheim and do like a ten hour version. Well, they, of George it. Clooney produced a, a, a mini series of Catch Twenty Two. I've been meaning ago. to watch that, but I don't know if I'm gonna. I watched it. It was not notable. It, yeah. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. Well, yeah. this movie is very notable. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. this movie really kind of uh, the movie and the book. And I I saw the movie in the theater. Uh, and the and the the when you finally figure out what happens with Snowden and why he dies on a big screen, uh, it's a brutal moment it because you see brutal. Snowden a lot, and you just like Yasarian, you figure that his main injury is like you know his leg, his leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's like, okay, we got him fixed up, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, we're gonna and, we're flying and home, and then splash. You yeah, know, you just get these just, guts coming uh, out, and Alan Arkin. Yeah, yeah, it's just a horrifying. It. It's moment. so loud with these. Yeah, yeah, it's just constant wind going. Yeah, a big yeah. hole in the fuselage, and and you're they're flying through that, and and you know it's the old earphones with a microphone mm-hmm. uh, talking to each other. Uh, um, it's it's just it's just gut wrenching, man. It's it's a great war anti war, and then uh, movie. There's also Bob Newhart as Major Major, which we didn't talk about him yet. He's- no, and that's a that's a br- also the brilliant kind of logic, the the uh, the logic that Joseph Heller. There's catch twenty two everywhere. Right. Yeah. It's well, not always called that, but office. Major Major is his name is Major, but he's really a captain. Mm-hmm. So they the so so Martin Balsam is like. Oh, you're a major. No, my name is Major. He's trying and well, you're and a Newhart, major now. And Newhart's yeah. a real timid kind of a. Uh, Kind he's of a strange he does laundry is what he's doing. Yeah, in the he's a laundry yeah. guy, uh-huh. and and uh, so they make him the base commander because um, who got killed flying, and they said, "Oh, yeah, Ma- yeah, Major yeah. Duluth. He yeah. don't ever meet. You when don't he ever got meet killed, him. Yeah. Why is he flying? Yeah, he's a major. So they need a base commander, and they make Bob Newhart the base commander. Norman Fell. It's his sergeant, it's and his he sergeant. is a really good performance. He's, he's very funny as Sergeant Towser. He, he's so perfect when he's saying, uh. You know, oh, Dr. Nick is on the plane's about to crash. No, I'm not. I'm right here. Oh, I'm sorry about the doc. Yeah, like, there's this whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, and Tony Perkins is the chaplain, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, we're still talking. Well, uh, well, we were to- still talking about Major Major, yeah, but yeah. it dovetails into it because he Tony Perkins tries to go see him, and the rule is, Sergeant. From now on, I don't want anyone to come in and see me while I'm in my office. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What do I say to people who want to come in and see you while you're in your office? Tell them I'm in and ask them to wait for how long? Until I've left. And then what do I do with it? I don't care. May I send people in to see you after you've left? Yes. You won't be here then, will you? No. I see, sir. Will that be all? <laughs> uh, he he escapes through the window, and then Perkins walks in, and what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you almost never see Bob Newhart much again yeah, after really, that in the movie. You know, in a little peripheries, but that's really his main scene. And, yeah, yeah. His 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 goal in in the military was to be invisible, apparently. Yeah. You know, and being the laundry guy was, I'm sure, perfect. Pretty good job. It was yeah. a mundane job. It was non-combat. Uh, you know, he was a captain. So you have a certain amount of privilege being a mm-hmm. captain. Probably but, means uh, he like went to college or had some kind of skill. Like, or he has a, yeah, yeah, he has um, a certain amount of years under mm-hmm. his belt or whatever. Uh, um, and this is in 1944, right? Right. That's, so he's uh, been in there for a little bit. He's probably, been in there. Yeah. He's got he's got promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just make him a major so he can be the base commander. <laughs> you're the only major on the base. I'm, I'm, my name is Major. Right. I'm not a major. I'm a captain. Well, you're a major now. You yeah. know. That's and really funny. Buck Henry's driving the the jeep in that scene, and he's got like a sheet over him, and then like somebody pulls it off, and he's just standing there like real angry looking. It's great. He's really doing the Hunter Thompson cigarette holder. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, he thing. Is. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's burning them all. Really funny. All the and that's way. another funny thing about the book as well and the movie. Colonel Cathcart was the slim, tight wound smoker, and Colonel Corn was the slovenly fat guy. And I they didn't remember the that. names around, which is kind of interesting. That's Buck Henry had the liberty to do that, yeah. I suppose. And he plays Colonel Corn. Because Korn. he wanted to play Colonel Corn, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the tight ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Martin Balsam is just a slovenly. He's you know, so just funny. Guy. He takes a shit in front of the chaplain in the scene. Well, chaplain, we don't see much of you around here lately. Well, well, sir, I better stay out of the way as, as much as possible. I have a feeling that I make many of the men uncomfortable. Nonsense! I can't imagine any man not enjoying the benefits of your presence. Unless, of course, they're atheists. I guess there's not much chance of that, though, is there? What do you mean you don't know? Atheism is against the law, isn't it? No. It isn't? Well, then, it's it's un-American, isn't it? I'm not sure. Well, I am. Um, and that we were talking about movie scenes where people uh, pee before, right? Uh, right, but never. Uh, well, this movie is—it's notable for a couple of things. It's I mean, the, Jack Parr got fired for just making a joke about toilets. Yeah, right, NBC, right. You know, and that's how far it took a decade to finally show somebody taking a shit. Right. In a movie. Well, the first time a toilet was shown flushing in a movie was Psycho, and then here, the first time someone is shown shitting is Catch Twenty Two. And who's in the scene but Tony Perkins and Martin Balsam? Hello, <laughs> psycho. A couple of toilet boys. That's I guess. really funny. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, there's a there's a story now that uh, I don't know how how soon it came out, but LBJ used to do that to reporters that he didn't yeah, like air meetings. Thing, yeah. and he did it with his staff as well. He yeah, he just take a, yeah, yeah. just take a shit and make you sit there while he takes a shit. That is, yeah. And you know what? This movie was coming out in a post LBJ sort of situation. That's what so I'm thinking I feel like they're too. probably. Referencing that, yeah, they might yeah. Have, that, even if it wasn't commonly known, people knew somebody must. They probably yeah. after the administration. Boy, this guy used to take a shit every time. I was trying to trying to brief him, and oh my yeah, god, just obnoxious. What, yeah, what a thing. Sometimes you t- another uh, uh, Linden thing is he would like just take his dick out 
Do you know that? No, yeah, no, no. He would just, I, he just like would want to see it. It's real big. <laughs> yeah, he's a real weirdo. Um, so, so I was thinking that again, uh, you know, the the one scene that I didn't even remember this profoundly like I did um, was when um, Charles Grodin, who's a pipe smoking, very uh, he won't go with whores. He wants to well, pick well, up women for real. Before we leave Bob Newhart, though, before we do that, what about the picture that keeps changing? Oh, yeah. God. Let's not forget that because yeah. we talked about that. We before. already mentioned yeah. it, so I wanted yeah. to not. Move In fact, past I this. blinked and I missed the middle one. But basically, uh, the, the the commanding officers and this is a these horrible little like claptrap yeah, buildings really they're working in. It's really really uh, primitive mm-hmm. shit. He's got a picture of Roosevelt, you know, FDR. And uh, then the next time you see the picture in the frame, it's Winston, uh, Winston Churchill. Churchill. And it's a single shot, right? The camera's moving. Yeah. So and no it's cuts, a, right, and it's right, a different right. picture. And, it's, and then it's Stalin. The and I miss yeah. Churchill. All Isn't I saw funny? was yeah, Roosevelt to Stalin. That. I'm like, you're really sneaking that one in there, aren't right. you? Right, yeah. yeah. But uh, then Charles Grodin you were talking about. Yeah, Charles Grodin uh, uh, is always getting Murphy. in. The, he's, he's on the same plane as you, Sarah, and he's always climbing. He's the navigator. Mm-hmm. And he's always climbing up into the bombardier's thing. And 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 this scene where they're getting shot at, at, at the, right after Alan Arkin finds out that Milo has taken everybody's parachute and replaced it with a share, a share in M and M Enterprises yeah. or whatever it is, and uh, and he's freaking out like, how you know if we go down, how am I going to bail out? I don't have a parachute, and then they're getting shot at, and Charles Grodin is just this dry. Yeah, he yeah. won't even go out with hookers unless he won't go out with girls unless they well, want to go out with well, him. Well, he's like really a rich weird. guy. He's yeah, the, the only girls he's talking to are ones that oh, she's got a good family. He's trying to social climb. I yeah, think, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and one he, girl's very attractive, very well dressed. Not a not. And a he's a sort of he'll kind of. I swear, you fellas. When they're talking about going out with prostitutes and stuff. Yeah. Um and. And guess what? And near the end, of the, the movie, end of the movie, he's t- he's with a girl who's a prostitute mm-hmm. and and he tells he tells you Sarian now don't stay out after curfew but you don't have a pass mm-hmm. and he has to go find Natalie's whore to tell him that because Natalie, Natalie died. Just, so we'll back up for just a yeah. minute. Um this is you know the movie has these little vignettes for a while and bloops along but it, the real sort of shit hits the fan when dot when cathcart raises the missions from 75 to 80 which is insane it i don't think I, I don't know what like real life was what maybe not nearly that high right i, I don't have the numbers i can't imagine i don't think yeah. i think it might have been like 20 i don't i could be wrong again but we'll deal with that but the insanity yeah. is the, from, but, from that so yeah. from that martin sheen's character another pilot lieutenant dobbs is Gonna shoot Catherine. Yeah. Crazy? What the hell's the matter with Nothing's the matter with me. It's the first sane thing I've ever done. That gets her for murder. Oh, Catherine's a murder. He'll kill us all if we don't stop it. Come on, give me the gun. Come on, take it easy. You just got a few more missions to fight. You're crazy. Crazy. You raise the number again and you know it. You know that. You keep us flying missions till we're all dead. And so Yossarian, Ark Garfunkel Nately is trying to, uh, Stop him. Stop him. And then Martin Sheen knocks him out. But then because he's knocked out, he's stuck there. 
Uh, then Martin Sheen and Yossarian start running. Like, what the fuck is going on? Because they start bombing yeah, the base. And it's Milo. And he's up in the tower, and he's telling the Flyers where yeah. to where to bomb and where to do the. And Cathcart comes out, and it's like a deal they it, made with the Germans. And in the book, it goes into much more detail about Milo really lost his shirt on this cotton deal. Yeah, and everybody, yeah. he really needed money. So. Chocolate-covered yeah. cotton at one point. And uh, because of that, you know, that's it's the forces of the market that made me uh, go into business with the Germans and contract a, a mission against my own base yeah it's just, and it's a height of absurdity he and, tried to and, warn him but you know he because he did say you guys shouldn't be around there tonight yeah stay in your tent yeah. tonight but he doesn't say why You're right and he, because our garfunkel got knocked out he's just toast yeah yeah he's just there yeah so, and, he, and he ends up dead and it's terrible so so alan arkin yosarian goes into town to tell his nately whore that yep. he's dead and the whore also has a sister yeah um and they attack him, of course. And then uh, this is Charles Grodin has said that to him before he went and found Nately's whore. He he goes up to find Nately's whore where the normal whorehouse is, and there's just an old Italian woman there. Said mm -hmm. that they came in, the MPs came in and, and rounded up all the whores. Uh, these are American MPs right. too. Well, Milo MPs. Well, Milo, yeah. yeah, it's even worse because um, Milo has now has his own police force. Yeah, apparently. he just runs. And, well, yeah, he runs everything. And, and so and so the old uh, uh, Italian lady says, "Catch twenty-two. What? What did you say?" Catch-22. What the hell are you talking about? How do you know it was Catch-22? The girl said, why are you taking us away? The man said, Catch-22. The girl said, what right do you have? The man said, Catch-22. All they kept saying was, catch a 22, catch a 22. What does it mean? Didn't they show it to you? Didn't you ask them to read it to you? They don't have it to show us, catch a 22. Who says so? The law says so. What law? Catch a 22. Uh, it can and, mean anything. Yeah, it just has a universal uh, use. There's surreality in the last, you know, real heavy-duty surreality in the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's intense. And it's in the book, it's even more intense. It just, it truly becomes hell. It and, is. It's uh, hell you know, on There's Earth. a scene where Yossarian is walking through an alley, and there's just a guy whipping a horse. Like, for, yeah. yeah. And a horse won't like, get up. Or a mule or something. Rough, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's kids robbing a drunk sailor. Yeah. There's a guy getting his head blown uh, just right there on the street. And... And some uh, old lady, real old lady, suckling a baby, yeah. sitting there on the stoop. It's just, it's very Fellini-esque. Sure, yeah, that stuff really hundred percent. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, really gets me. It's mm -hmm. so great. I love, I love it. And he runs into. There's all these people, and it's Milo in a in a sort of G 
Jeep or whatever, and he's standing like he's Mussolini or something. And yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Patches. Uh, it's just and Yasserian gets in the car, and this is one of my this is probably my favorite scene or one of my favorite. Takes scenes. him to Nately's Horror. Nately's to Nately's, to Nately's Horror, which has got a line of dudes just b- uh, backed up because 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 Milo's got all the right. horrors now yeah. located uh, in one uh, spot. But Yasserian is trying to yell at him like. No, 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 take it easy, don't hurt him. I know how you feel, Yossarian, but it wasn't my fault. Whose fault was it? No one's. Nately was the victim of certain economic pressures. If you understood anything about the basic laws of supply and demand... Unbelievable bastard! <laughs> you want me to take it to her? Who? Nately's whore, isn't that who you're looking for? You know where she is? Of course I do. And they'll understand. Uh, it's it's uh, amazing. wrenching. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is brutal as hell. It's, yeah. But that's the message. That's that is so, the oh, message. That's so killer. And then the other thing that happens directly after that. Well, he walks into the the yeah. Yossarian comes. Yeah, he walks into the whorehouse, and they want to kill him because. And well, the the girl who works there is the girl that Yossarian was with earlier. Yeah, yeah. And she says, "Everybody works for Milo." And there's a sign in the room that says, "What's good for Eminem Enterprises is good for the world." Which and it's beyond country at this point. Yeah, Joseph Heller uh, made that line as General Motors had a slogan in the 40s and 50s: "What's good for GM is good for America," and that's what it came from. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but yeah, he gets to the room. The it, the prostitute and the sister are both there beating him up. Yeah, they think and that he, he jumps out the window, Nately. and he ends up um, around a, a small flock of people. There's a, a dead girl who's been thrown out the defenestrated, right. thrown out the window, There's and he looks word. up, and it's Charles Grodin. Yeah, and he runs up there, and he's just panicking because he said, "You're you're going to prison. I mean, they're going to put and you in the stockade. You a, murdered." This a woman. is the guy who like was sort of lo- never way too good for like engaging yeah. oh, with the above it all yeah, yeah. i never paid for it in my life right right yeah and, and then, he's sitting there in his socks and underwear like this little kid in yeah. the corner of the room he's frightening i only raped her once you killed him well i had to do that after i raped her i couldn't very well let her go around saying bad things about me could i well what the hell do you have to touch her at all for you dumb bastard once you get some girl on the streets well, no not me i never paid for it in my life Are you insane? They're gonna throw you in jail. You just killed a girl. You threw her out the window. She's lying out there in the street! He has no right to be there, you know. It's after curfew. (sighs) 
to realize what you've done? You murdered a human being! They can hang you! I hardly think they'll do that. Not the good old Arfie. I don't think they'd make such a fuss over one Italian girl when thousands of lives are being lost every day. Arfie, listen. They're coming for you. They're coming to arrest you. You can't take the life of another human being and get away with it. Don't you understand that? They're coming to get you! Captain Yossarian? Yes? You're under arrest. But I... You're AWOL. It's just like that's the rule, man. Yeah, and we're just in, we're invoking the rules and we're enforcing the rules, but life has no meaning. Prudence. The dead girl on the ground, and she's just a whore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's just horrible. Yeah. Uh, Charles Grodin, his first two film roles are this movie and before this, Rosemary's Baby. So oh, that's it's right. Like, he was really an evil motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And probably his breakout role was with Elaine May's uh, New Leaf. Heartbreak. Oh, no, no. Heartbreak, Heartbreak Kid. Kid. Yeah, a new yeah. Leaf is Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's right. Heartbreak Kid. We'll talk about that next. Yeah. Next, next podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah, this movie is just... But, so, uh, yeah, well, the very end, he comes back and the colonels try to, like... We'll just have to send you home. Of course, there's one catch. Yeah, what's that? Well, we will issue orders sending you back to the States. And there's one thing you have to do for us in return. What would that be? Like us. You'll be surprised how easy it is to like us once you begin. You see, Yossarian, we're going to put you on easy street. We're going to promote you to major. We're going to give you another medal. I'm going to glorify your exploits, send you home a hero. You'll have parades in your honor. You can make speeches, raise money for war bonds. And all you have to do is be our pal. Say nice things about us. Tell the folks at home what a good job we're doing. And he just shakes hands because he wants to get out of there. And there's this uh, great split diopter shot of the two colonels just like menacingly kind of <laughs> smiling at him. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. And then what happens? He, he walks out. He's made a deal with the devil. And there's a soldier, ostensibly a soldier, raking up. And it's he gets stabbed. Nately's and you whore. see that in the very beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, yeah. He and gets it's stabbed. once he's stabbed that we see his final Snowden flashback and all the guts come out. That's right. Is that right? I that's, think that's right, right. yeah. yeah. And uh, But he doesn't die. It looks like he dies, but he doesn't. He wakes up in the hospital bed weeks later. And, um, you know, there was a, there was a, Anthony Perkins got a lot of screen time in the beginning of the movie. He didn't see him for a but while. But didn't show up for a and while, And at the yeah. end of the movie, he and, and Richard Benjamin, the, the Major Danby, show up, uh, see how he's doing. And that's when it comes out 
that Dobbs. No, or Bob. Balaman, I mean, or Bob Balaman. He uh, Yossarian won't fly with him because Bob Balaman keeps shot crashing down all the time. Yeah, well, you know, I think what what he was turns out what he was doing is he was practicing crashing yeah. and surviving. And so after about three or four times, he he crashes. And then they never find but him. But he tries to get Yosarian to go with him. And Yosarian's and like, Yossarian no And is looking yeah. for him at some point because yeah. he, he can't figure out why he never came back. He always comes back. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come back. And Dansby said to him, Don't you know? Know what? Or's in Sweden. What? <laughs> After 16 weeks at sea, Captain Orr was found washed ashore by a trio of Swedish Girl Scouts. It's a miracle. Apparently he rode all the way. He, he rode? <laughs> yeah, in that tiny little raft. Sweet? Think of that all the way to Sweden. He'll sit out the rest of the war. It's a miracle. It's no miracle. He has to have planned it. He, made, he went to Sweden. It's four thousand miles away. That's what he meant when he said that crash landing was, was good practice. It all this time, practicing getting he shot down in the sea. Every mission that he flew. <laughs> that, no, no, no. That is a miracle. <laughs> practicing getting shot. <laughs> he made it! He made it! He made it! Son of a bitch made it! And Yasarian, this big light bulb goes off in his head. He made it! He made it! And he just runs out the window, jumps. jumps out the window. And they keep talking to him. You'll be on the run with no friends. You'll live in constant danger of betrayal. <laughs> I live that way now. Yossarian, for God's sake, hurry up! So long, chaplain. How do you feel, Yossarian? Fine. He says I'm scared to death. You'll have to keep on your toes every minute. I'll keep on my toes. You'll have to jump. I'll jump. Jump! It's incredible. I think the book, the very last line of the book is, and then he jumped. And then so he then, jumped. But there's this great final scene that's in there with him running and talking back to the two of them. And then he gets in this little raft after running behind the parade. Which is for him. him. Yeah. <laughs> and he just gets in this tiny little raft and starts rowing away as it pulls back. It's well, I told you last night when I was going to watch it, I got right to the point where he, he hadn't taken the raft out. And the, right. I got hit by lightning yeah, and the lights went out. Wild. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Mm-hmm. But that's, I've seen that movie so many times. It's a good one. Um, it gets lost in the discussion a little bit because MASH came out in 1970. And that kind of all the sort of anti-war madcap sentiment got sort of yeah taken catch 22 is not a comedy either i mean well, it's, it, it was it's very funny very yeah, funny yeah, yeah. but it was uh, it, it's just so dark yeah that um, i mean i think that that applies to all of these well the first four of these movies are all pretty very damn dark. funny and yeah. very dark they're pretty damn yeah. dark and but they're all very funny very that's the yeah. thing mike that's nichols true. has a has a master masterful tone for that yeah he's yeah a, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well Let's say, gotta go see it. Yeah, definitely. uh, All right. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Bye-bye. 